Get your students back to school with the support they need with Read and Write software for the desktop, Google, or iPad. These proven software solutions help those with reading and writing difficulties, learning disabilities, or English language learners. Read and Write Gold text-to-speech software provides tools for reading, writing, studying, and research for students while they work within the common applications they use every day. Read and Write for Google provides support tools for Google Docs, PDFs, and EPUBs in Chrome on PCs, Macs, and Chromebooks to make Google Apps for Education accessible. And iReadWrite makes reading easier and ensures accurate writing as students use their iPad for school, work, or leisure. Learn how the Read and Write family of products can help your struggling student by visiting www.texthelp.com or call 1-888-248-0652. That's 1-888-248-0652. Get a free trial of Read and Write Gold or Read and Write for Google today. Have students with IEPs? Take advantage of the Read and Write Gold IEP special. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, where we examine ways to differentiate the learning experience for every student. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode 123, recorded on October 21st, 2013. This episode features a recording of a statement by the spokesman for the FO National Organization for Training and School Improvement in Classrooms for Kids, or NOT SICK for short, pertaining to the outbreak of the PD 2.0 virus. A text version of this statement, including additional visuals, can be read at the Microsoft Partners in Learning Hot Topics Accessibility blog. You can find a link to that blog post over at attipscast.com. No one is sure where or when the infection started. Some say patient zero was from some top-secret government institution. Others think it originated as a project within a faceless corporation trying to produce a new product. How it all started doesn't really matter. Not anymore. The fact remains, people are infected and the virus continues to spread. Those affected show signs of turning within minutes, but the true power of the disease can be witnessed through a much more gradual process. The truth is, whether you were infected or not, everyone, and I mean everyone, is impacted by the change. The virus, known clinically as Instructious Prodevelopmentitis and colloquially as PD 2.0, is spreading rapidly. At this time, transference parameters are only beginning to be defined. Some suggest that infection could occur in multiple ways, and worse, could be mutating through different delivery methodologies. The initial reports indicated that the virus was an airborne pathogen. Simply talking to a coworker or colleague could spread the infection. If someone knew of an effective tool or strategy, they might just share it over lunch, in a workroom, or even passing by in the hall. It appears that this could still be the simplest and most casual way to spread the disease. Over time, additional delivery mechanisms were noted, even via electronic or digital means. One case reported the contagious being spread through email auto-reply messages. Specifically, a specialist did a meta-analysis of all the common requests being made for support over a given period of time. Then, before leaving on vacation, changed his auto-reply email message from something typical like, I'll be out of the office from insert date to insert date, to something more robust, which included resources to assist those in need, like, 
I'll be out of the office for a while, but while I'm gone, I've got some resources to share. Most people who write me need access to resources on communication strategies, writing strategies, or reading strategies. The following are some common recommendations I make for each of these areas. Insert recommendations. Whenever someone wrote the specialist while he was away on vacation, the sender of the email was instantly replied to, which, of course, spread the infection. An example of such an auto-reply email can be accessed at bit.ly slash email reply. That's bit.ly slash email reply. Please read at your own risk as you may be accessing a potential source of contamination. Ever-changing email signatures seem to help exacerbate the spread of the virus. Some reports state that email signatures containing quotations from historical or pop culture figures might actually slow the spread of the virus, while email signatures that shift periodically to include descriptions and links to specific tools and resources might expedite the transformation. One victim stated, I didn't even realize I was being infected. I was just reading an email signature, and then, before I knew it, I was clicking on resources and learning new strategies. How was I supposed to know that these tools would morph my instructional practices? Use of audio, such as podcasts like the AT Tips Cast, seem to demonstrate the most rapid transference of the virus. It appears that listening to strategies during one's commute takes advantage of the time one is trapped with nowhere else to go. During this time, the virus attacks the nervous system, festering in one's brain, wreaking havoc on the hippocampus and amygdala. Podcasts that entertain as well as inform seem to be the most expeditious way for the virus to spread. Those trying to avoid this pestilence should stay away from podcast subscriptions at all costs. Additional podcasts to be avoided for those who want to elude the infection include the Inclusive Class Podcast, the Edceptional Podcast, and Moving at the Speed of Creativity. Short video segments have also been determined to cause symptoms. Research studies on victims of the disease show that the rate of transference directly relates to the length of the video being consumed. The longer the video, the less likely it is that one will be infected. Shorter video segments increase the impact as viewers receive a more highly concentrated blast of viral pathogen. As a source of short video segments, YouTube should be avoided at all costs, as this video content could be highly infectious. Even more potent, six-second videos viewed during the Vine app are particularly dangerous. Anyone viewing videos marked with the hashtag VineATTips initiated by Jamie Martin have instantly succumbed to the PD 2.0 strain. Instagram, which allows for 15-second videos, should also be avoided. For all of these reasons, survivors have stayed away from digital resources like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and other social media tools, as these tools have been known to spread the virus. Specific phenomena, such as the Twitter hashtag ATChat that occurs on most Wednesday nights from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern, the Quiet Listserv, which stands for the Quality Indicators in Assistive Technology Listserv, and the Assistive Technology Facebook group are veritable petri dishes for infection. Many individuals seemingly escape the plague at first, sticking to more traditional modes of communication, namely paper-based correspondence. Unfortunately, this transfer methodology proved to be toxic as well. The kinesthetic and tactile properties of a paper-based, tear-off strategy-a-day calendar have also proven to be a successful contagion. One practical resource providing a description and implementation strategy shared daily in an easy-to-access, low-barrier-to-entry format has driven people mad. Fortunately, not many paper-based calendars exist, and their impact has only begun to propagate throughout the world. 
If word were to get out about the digital, crowdsourced, open source strategy a day calendar at bit.ly slash open source sadcal, there would be no hope for humanity. Everyone could be infected. If word were to spread that any educator could share any educational strategy on this calendar so that any institution could make their own strategy a day calendar, the outcome could be catastrophic. It is important to recognize the symptoms if you were to come in contact with one of the infected or if you yourself believe you have been exposed to the virus. The symptoms can be broken down into three stages of development. In stage one, the afflicted desperately attempt to stave off the effects. This typically manifests itself as denial that the tool or strategy to which they've been exposed is not for them. Characteristics of stage one include comments from the individual such as, I don't know how to use this, this might work for others but not me, and I've been doing it this way for years. However, lingering thoughts of how a tool or strategy could be used to change one's environment or alter one's practice eats away at the person's consciousness until reaching stage two. When the disease progresses to stage two, those infected begin to demonstrate mind-opening behaviors, such as integrating the tool or strategy in a lesson. A person in stage two might find that his or her mind races with possibilities when they learn of a new tool or strategy. People in stage two often ask questions like, how can I use this? How are others using this? And what options does this tool provide me and my students? When an individual starts sharing how they use a tool, he or she can be classified as exhibiting stage three behaviors. This phase of the disease is when the virus is considered most contagious. The diseased mind feels the necessity to share experiences with a passion to reproduce results with other individuals in additional environments. If you believe you are demonstrating any of these behaviors, you could be infected. One by one, the afflicted spread the disease, tearing into new information, resources, and implementation techniques, each hungry for more. As the number of the infected rise at exponential rates, the impact can be felt through changes in the very fabric of society. Implementation of one tool or strategy makes a direct difference in the lives using that resource. However, the underlying power comes with change to the culture as a whole over time. As each new resource is implemented and shared, the infected and the non-infected alike realize that the whole world has been irrevocably altered forever. There is no known cure. For these reasons, it is recommended that if you are hearing or reading this message, you should consider succumbing to the PD 2.0 virus sooner than later. Embrace the newfound environment which has been thrust upon you. Allow the virus into your system to take root. Learn new things. Consider new tools. Immerse yourself in effective strategies which provide diverse, personal learning opportunities. Create authentic, practical, meaningful experiences for all. Once you've been transformed, you'll see the world through a whole new set of eyes. When you open them, you'll find that this newly shaped world is a better place for everyone.